Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. 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 Please hold your members of the committee, those in attendance and any members of the public listening at home.
see as a new role for the scrutiny committee. Uh, Pre-scrutiny, one might term it, although I think that's probably not quite the strict word of the uh, local plan. We will be having two sets of local plan meetings going forward. One addressing non-local plan issues and one set of meetings addressing local plan issues. Uh, Mr Orty has very kindly arranged some training for us as this is a new remit from the Centre for Public Scrutiny. Mr Orty, would you care to give us a 15 second summary of that? Or I'm sure um, Implementation, so you might not regard that as necessary. Yeah, it's a, it's very quickly. It, it's a combination of some uh, some meeting observation uh, interviews with members and officers to try and um, ensure scrutiny plays the most effective role it can in the production of the new local plan. Uh, there'll be more information coming out when I've uh, heard back from the CFPS. They're going to send me their uh, suggested schedule, and we will go from there. Councillor Evans is very kindly joining us as the portfolio member for planning to answer questions and introduce the various documentation that we have before us. Councillor Storer, who is a member of Scrutiny Committee, but is also chair of the local plan leadership group, will not be joining us. Councillor De Vries is substituting for him this evening, and Councillor Sutton will be substituting for him henceforth. It would be inappropriate for Councillor Storer to be passing judgment on the activities of his own committee and so that would be uh, that would not be permissible he will however be attending in future to answer questions on the uh, matters that have been considered by the local plan leadership group just to remind members of the Usual caveats we have, the Scrutiny Committee is not an opposition forum, it's here to be a critical friend to the administration and to assist in the good and efficient running of the council. We have in the past had a system of lead members for major items, I'm very glad that both Councillor Coote and Councillor Christiani have agreed to take on those duties with respect to uh, the local plan over the coming months. Uh, I'm not going to ask them to throw themselves at the deep end this evening as it's appropriate that this meeting which sets the scene and discusses our broad approach has a more rounded uh, set of involvement by members. So let me move on to the formal business of the meeting. Chair, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yourselves. Um, come, come here, you, Jeffrey. Yeah, talking about training, uh, it is worth more than 15 seconds. I think we still did slightly go over, but I'm very pleased that the CPS is coming in. I, I think uh, it's always been recognised that any good council has good scrutiny. And I think that we're on a learning curve with scrutiny. And I, I do hope that we won't see repetitions of like the last call-in uh, and therefore CPS I hope will give us some guidance on those things and I'm, I'm, I'm look forward to seeing what they've got to say. Excellent, couldn't agree more. Any other observations? No, everybody content I move on? Good. Do we have any apologies for absence, Mr Ferguson? 
We do, Chair. Councillor Dean has sent his apologies and, as you've already mentioned, uh, Councillor de Vries is standing in for Councillor Storer. Any declarations of interest by anybody? OK, I'm taking that as no. Minutes of the previous meeting. We have two meetings to consider, the 16th of June and the 6th of July. The 16th of June was, of course, the call-in meeting. <coughs> the 6th of July was a substantive meeting. Are you content that these are a true and correct record of the meetings, or do you wish to propose or suggest amendments? If you are content, uh, may I then sign them in due course as that record? I'm not seeing any dissent. Councillor Searle, are you happy? I'm taking that as yes. Right, then we can move on to the substantive item on the agenda, the local plan. Before we do that, before we move on to that, can I ask a couple of um, procedural questions of you, Councillor Evans? Yes, good evening, uh, Chairman. Um, this meeting was cancelled. Do you know why? Uh, not only was this meeting cancelled, but um, a meeting of the uh, local plan leadership group was also uh, cancelled. Um, they were cancelled, uh, not uh, upon my suggestion, uh, approbation, nor indeed uh, knowledge. Um, uh, it is an unfortunate uh, thing that they came to be cancelled, in fact, without uh, consultation of, uh, in respect of this um, meeting, uh, without consultation with you, I understand. Uh, and uh, the same is true for the local plan leadership group, uh, of which I am a... Uh, not a member, uh, but I attend, uh, as you know, um, and uh, I'm not in a position to make an apology for that since I was not involved in uh, the decision to cancel. The reasons for it were, I think, given to us all uh, by uh, the chief executive, uh, and that followed upon advice uh, given to uh, officers by the peer review group uh, in the light of the uh, 6th of August emergence of the uh, white paper, uh, which uh, came as a, um, uh, which contained, I'm sorry about my telephone ringing, but it's my landline, so, uh, so the 6th of August white paper, uh, I think, led the uh, peer review, review group to recommend that both this meeting and the uh, LPLG uh, be postponed, uh, but that was uh, then um, uh, overruled. Um, that does raise some interesting questions about decision-making, doesn't it? Because I'm not at all sure on whose authority the meetings were cancelled, but from my reading of the documentation, specifically page 39 of the agenda pack, it's very clear that the only decision-making authorities in respect to the local plan are Cabinet Council and the project sponsor. So which of those bodies approved the cancellation? Uh, the answer to that is the project sponsor. And the project sponsor is? Uh, our chief executive. I thought it was the chief executive and the leader. I thought it was amended to that effect. Uh, well, it... The, the, it, you are right, actually. Yes, you are right. I'm sorry, I should have made that more clear. But uh, it was, uh, as I understand it, um, uh, a decision made by the chief, chief executive. I don't think the uh, leader was involved in that decision. Okay. Um, 
Okay, interesting. Well, thank you for that. That's a very useful point of clarification. A um, couple of other points of clarification. Who's the lead officer for the local plan, please, Councillor Evans? Uh, the uh, lead uh, policy officer uh, is Mr. Miles, uh, as you as you know, uh, and, uh, and of course um, Mr. Payne uh, is involved, uh, and Mr. Glenday uh, too, of course, as our director, assistant director, uh, and uh, regular meetings are held uh, by me uh, with those uh, three uh, gentlemen. Uh, and uh, Mr. Storer also has been invited to join those meetings. Historically, he was involved, and then uh, there was consideration given as to whether it was appropriate, given his function as chairing the LPLG, but that actually has now been revised, and his attendance at those uh, those um, uh, meetings with the three officers is now uh, restored, and in fact, we, we, have, we had a, such a meeting last week. So those meetings take place uh, frequently. Are, are you content as the cabinet member that um, everybody involves understands understands the government structure as outlined on page thirty nine of the agenda pack? It is rather complicated. I do appreciate. Uh, yes, we 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 all I think um, scratched our heads when we first saw that um, structure, that organogram when it when it was first put to us by the. Uh, peer review group and it was simplified uh, by Councillor Storer and me um, together with the input for for graphical purposes uh, of um, uh, our colleague Councillor Bagnall. So the image that you referred to is a joint production effort in that sense and it's more simple than the original uh, columnar uh, version uh, there are arrows and flows going in all sorts of directions. Um, so far as the officers uh, with whom I have dealings, as I've just described, are concerned, I do believe that uh, it is um, clear uh, where responsibilities uh, and functions uh, lie. And are you content that all of the relevant members of cabinet and of the various groups involved understand this complex flow of information, authority and decision making? I think on, on that, um, um, uh, Mr Chairman, I think the proof will be in the pudding um, at, uh, at, a, at, a, at, a, um, at the level of the third tiers, for example. I, I have included that organogram uh, in a report to one of my own parish councils um, in order to, to uh, explain the governance arrangements uh, for the um, uh, local plan um, with a view to conveying to members of the public uh, through the third tiers uh, the way in which the governance arrangements will work hereafter. Uh, and as to that, uh, I have actually now prepared... Uh, and it's a um, document which will be going out jointly in my name and that of Councillor Day as the portfolio holder for the communities. Uh, there will be a um, uh, not too long document going out. I think it's uh, two and a half, three pages, less than three pages. Uh, again, to the third tier authorities explaining what the governance arrangements are and what is happening uh, currently. Uh, that is uh, our 
it's intended to be our first report on such uh, matters. A uh, decision has been taken that it should be a joint paper from me and, uh, as I say, the uh, portfolio holder for the commute poor communities. Uh, and it will be followed up on a quarterly basis to the third tiers, telling them and explaining to them what the uh, status, what the current state of play uh, is, if I can put it that way, um, as we work forward on the local plan and also soliciting uh, input uh, back from uh, from them. Uh, I would hope, um, re- responding to your question about does the membership as a whole understand uh, the governance? Uh, I can't say that I can um, give confirmation of that. I haven't spoken to all 39 uh, of us, of course. Uh, there will be an opportunity for that to be considered at our collective meeting on the 8th of September. Um, but perhaps it's convenient while we touch on this particular point uh, that I think it is um, important for each one of us as members to uh, convey to uh, the town councils and parish councils when we uh, come before them on a monthly basis and present our um, reports, I think it is important for us to keep before them the uh, state of play in relation to the local plan with a view to generating as much interest and uh, commitment from them uh, to report and respond to us as individual members um, with a view to conveying to us their points of view uh, as the plan uh, evolves. Um, I would hope that that exercise will prove worthwhile. It does depend, I think, on the involvement of each member uh, for uh, here for for uh, each of those members to get that message across to demonstrate that it is a collective effort it is not simply a matter for uh, the uh, cabinet for the portfolio holder for the LPLG uh, but it is a collective uh, function and responsibility uh, it seems to me um, for us all to be getting the message out there and to be available uh, to be re- uh, and be responsive to um, issues raised by uh, either the peers and uh, for the community to be responsive to them in turn. Thank you very much indeed, Councillor Evans, a, a very full reply. Um, if we can now move on to the substantive item on the agenda, agenda item three, um, can I throw the matter open to members for comments or questions? Councillor Jones has his hand up, as does Councillor Sell, Chair. Uh, Councillor Jones, then Councillor Sell, please. Um, apologies, Chair. This refers to what was discussed just previously concerning um, the decision, obviously, not to hold this meeting, which <clears throat> we decided to hold the meeting anyway, and also the one of the um, local plan leadership meetings. That was not to go ahead. Now, uh, Mr Glendale was shaking his head when the decision was made by the chief exec, so obviously he disagrees that it was not just the chief exec that made the decision. Now, from reading the report, page 27, it was a conversation between the chief exec, Mr Glenn Day, and the people that advised not to hold the meetings in lieu of the um, very recent release of the white paper, which might change the planning side of things. Um, so just if Mr Glenn Day likes to elaborate, because obviously the other sponsor to this paper would be the leader of the council, which is... Um, so I'm not sure why the meeting was cancelled, um, whether Mr. 
Glendale can actually elaborate on that, or whether it's being elaborated on any of Yeah, I, I don't have enough lot to add to what Councillor Evans said. Really. I mean, don't mean I, I mean obviously the chief executive is the officer in charge, but I was in the meeting and uh, we agreed with the peer review panel that that was the best course of action to take. I was charged with, with getting on and, and then doing that, and that's what that's what I did. I fully accept that, and, and in, in an ideal circumstance, I should have obviously checked with relevant members first before doing it. But because of the peer review's strong feeling that we shouldn't be holding the meetings and that obviously they are here at members' requests to advise on the best way forward, um, I just wanted to get on with it and, 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 and act as soon as we can. As we've agreed, we need to be acting with agility and, and getting on doing things. And I acted in the best possible faith and trying to get that, get that done as soon as possible. So that's... That's the reason we know. I wasn't conscious of shaking my head, but maybe I, maybe I was because it wasn't just the chief executive. It was a, a joint view that um, certainly she and I had, and the peer review group had. And so it was my it was my email that actually instigated the cancellation of the meeting. So, Councillor Jones, would you care to continue, or are you? I would, I'd like to say I'd like to uh, thank Mr. Glenday for being open and honest. Thank you. I recommend it. Yes, thank you, Chair. Just a few general comments. So, picking up on what's been said, uh, particularly with Councillor Evans, uh, the local plan, as we all know, is the most important thing that's going to affect our district. It may be helpful, Councillor Evans, um, when we had the policy planning working group in the last council, uh, some members who were not members of it didn't even realise that it was open to the public and that they as members of the council could attend. Am I right in saying that if any member of the council is not a member of the local plan uh, leadership group could attend, obviously can't vote, uh, because that is, again, a way of engagement with, with uh, members? Uh, yes, I th uh, thank, thank you, Councillor. So uh, this, uh, as you um, will remember, the terms of reference uh, are uh, less than one page for the LPLG, uh, but uh, working arrangements have been prepared uh, by the chairman of the LPLG, by Councillor Storer, uh, which deal with uh, that and, ref and refer to the possibility of not just members of the public uh, attending, uh, but uh, also um, our own fellow colleagues. Um, so um, I think everyone should be aware that there is the opportunity upon notice um, to attend and uh, and and, and uh, ask ask questions and contribute. Thank you very much. I just want to follow on from that, not to Councillor Evans, but a general point. The history of the local plans has, in my view, undermined confidence in the council by many residents. And I think we have to be careful, Chair, about what we say regarding officers, because I, I don't, we all should be pulling together, working to the same end. And I don't want to see too much public criticism of officers, uh, because I don't think it's helpful. And I think it would undermine confidence. Thank you. Uh, I couldn't agree more, Councillor Sell. We're here to scrutinise the administration. 
and Councillor Evans finds himself in a slightly difficult position of being the embodiment of the administration this evening. So, uh, dreadfully sorry, Councillor Evans, you really are in the hot seat and um, need to answer for both the uh, exemplary outcomes and the sins of omission and commission. Councillor Christiani. Thank you, Chair, uh, and welcome to Councillor Evans, the, uh, the embodiment of the administration. I like that. Um, I, I, <laughs> I have to say, um, I mean, coming from the outside, I guess, a, a newish councillor, as many of you in the room are, um, I, I find myself ever sort of disappointing, or disappointed, <laughs> ever disappointed, um, at the progress that's been made so far. Now, I mean, that's quite clearly has to account for the public health emergency. I also think it needs to account for the 6th of August and the release of the white paper. I do grow quite concerned, though, and I, I've made my concerns quite clear in the last couple of meetings that we've had about deadlines and about sticking to the programme. The programme seems to be ever-changing, um, and that, that might be the right thing to do, to change the programme as your priorities change, as information changes. Um, but what we can't afford to do is keep kicking the can down the road. And having spoken to a, a number of councillors from different political parties on the council, I think people are growing in concern that that might be the case. Um, so on, on that very kind of fundamental level, um, I think from our discussions as a, as a local plan scrutiny committee meeting moving forward, um, we need that reassurance because I don't think at the moment that we're getting it but we have to remember this is a plan in its infancy. It's a local plan leadership group in its infancy. And of course, it's a, a scrutiny committee focusing on a local plan in its infancy. So there are those caveats. I am a bit disappointed too about the quality of the documentation that's come forward to the scrutiny committee meeting and the fact that we're kind of seeing it after the fact. Um, and it, I don't know, on a very crude level, it made me think prior to the meeting why am I reading this and what is it going to achieve by me sitting in a room for two hours and speaking to the scrutiny committee about documentation that's already been discussed and already been decided upon? Um, so I, I just think we need to figure out moving forward how, as a committee, we are going to make our voices heard and actually make some change in what's going on uh, on the local plan. Because if I think if we look at things after the fact, we may well be able to show people our concern. But what's going to happen? The decision's already been made. The conversation's already been had. So I, I think we need to figure out what kind of process we have in place to look at information um, perhaps before or indeed very close to the time when it goes to the local plan leadership group or any of the new um, governance structures that are in place. Um, it, yes, Councillor, sorry, check that. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt Councillor Christiani. Um and then I actually have specific sort of points in relation to Agenda Item 1 and their genuine sort of curiosities, as it were. So in Appendix 2, uh, 3, Agenda Item 3. Councillor Evans, to respond to your general point, and then we'll come on to your specific points. Would that be acceptable to you? Good. Um, Councillor Evans, if you could respond to the general point by, made by Councillor Cruciani. Um, I must say, I think he's been quite gentle with you. Um, I don't know if you've seen, but there was a sort of lengthy uh, email correspondence between myself and Councillor Dean earlier today, where Councillor Dean said that he couldn't see that any progress of substance had been made on the local plan. 
and I concurred with his observations. Um, and I think Councillor Crisioni is probably on the same page as both of us. So um, I think we'd be very interested in your views on that conclusion that three of us independently appear to have come to. Three from different pa uh, different parties, I should add. Uh, <coughs> indeed, uh, three from uh, different parties. And um, thank you to uh, Councillor Cristioni for... Um, uh, his his observations, um, as al as always, um, observations are and will be received by me in the most positive way uh, possible, uh, in order to be seek to be constructive uh, and not uh, disputatious or argumentative. Um, in relation to uh, progress, uh, I I would perhaps comment that at the moment the progress required to be made principally uh, is in relation to the documents which are in included in the pack before you this evening which were to be considered uh, in detail by the local plant by the LPLG uh, and that was the intention uh, and I anticipated that that was to be the case at our, at our last meeting uh, in July uh, and then of course things have been thrown by the white paper. Uh, that uh, has led, I think, to the LPLG not having the chance or deciding not to review uh, certain of the documents which are perhaps cap which are capable of being uh, reviewed now, irrespective uh, of the uh, white paper. Um, uh, Councillor Christiani, of course, is a member of the LPLG, uh, as are uh, others of of you, of you um, serving on this scrutiny committee. Um, and uh, perhaps uh, timetable uh, is, in some respects anyway, under the control of the LPRG, um, rather than, um, uh, rather than um, me particularly as a member of the, admin as, as a member of the administration. Um, time is certainly a vital matter here, particularly if we are going to have the Sword of Damocles uh, held over our heads, represented by the white paper, uh, and the very rapid timetable which is uh, anticipated in that white paper for local plans to come uh, off the stocks. Um, so uh, there is absolute keenness uh, on the part of the administration and the officers to move forward. Uh, and we have before us this evening a Gantt chart of uh, some actions to be taken, and I anticipate that um, uh, uh, Mr. Miles will want to uh, help us further on some of the um, items uh, there and the coloured bar the coloured the coloured bars in that particular chart. Um, but um, uh, the the deadlines, as it were, uh, have 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 by necessity not gone out of the window, but they've had to be put uh, put back a bit because there's no purpose in attending to certain categories of work in the way of evidence if we don't know for sure whether that evidence is really going to be needed or required um, in the if the new regime comes to pass. Uh, some uh, types of evidence and material will certainly be needed, um, whatever happens in the white paper, however long it takes for that white paper to become uh, law, if, if it does become law. Uh, I have in mind there um, matters of heritage and uh, landscape and so on. Um, 
the evidence that was prepared in relation to that, for example, for the previous local plan, uh, could, I would say, be updated uh, because it's going to be needed under the new regime, should it come to pass, uh, just as much as it is needed uh, under the current uh, arrangements. Um, now, the sequence in which that work is to be undertaken does in part depend on the timetable and the programme which the LPLG uh, chooses to set uh, for itself and call upon the officers to provide. Uh, so that's not just a question for the administration to lay down uh, the sequence of evidence uh, gathering and uh, preparation. Uh, perhaps on this point, I might uh, say that uh, having um, heard from you, uh, Chairman, that um, councillors Christioni and uh, Coot uh, are, uh, have been chosen to uh, be the lead the point men in relation to uh, planning matters uh, of detail. I think that uh, to have members uh, such as uh, individuals nominated like that, that is a good idea. Now, whether the LPLG uh, would themselves consider that appropriate, whether they have individual members who would be willing to undertake that kind of similar uh, point function, or uh, as I might describe it, the function of a rapporteur or something like that is a matter for the LPLG rather than, and certainly not a matter for me. Um, but I think it is helpful if there are individuals such as you have in this committee um, nominate to deal with particular points uh, in order to be able to carry uh, uh, topics uh, forward uh, in detail. Thank you. Uh, Councillor Crisciani? Would you wish to bring up your specific points now? Yes, if I can come back to that. I mean, it, it was very helpful, uh, Councillor Evans. Thank you very much. Uh, I guess fundamentally the question I have is, are we comfortable that notwithstanding all of this emergent policy that's coming through from the white paper, that we are working on that checklist of evidence-based documents so far as it's appropriate? And I accept absolutely that we don't want to waste our time with abortive works, which I think was referenced in the documentation that's come forward. That's accepted. But we have to deal with what's in front of us now. And I think what we need as councillors, which I, I personally don't see as particularly clear at the moment, is the reassurance that we are still working full steam ahead, albeit with those caveats that we've already mentioned, um, on a local plan. It's at the very fundamental. And so I, I wonder if you can comment on that. I mean, it's, it's very easy to commit, but I guess I'm looking for assurance that those boxes are being ticked so far as they are appropriate and that regardless of the white paper policies that come out in future in legislation, that we're going for a local plan and we're not just saying we, we have to hold off on this because it's, you know, change is coming um, and that we're dealing with this uh, right here, right now. Certainly, um, as the portfolio holder, I'm um, uh, willing and obliged to give you that uh, confirmation. Uh, there is um, a statutory duty on the part of um, Atosud, uh to prepare the plan, and it simply can't, uh, it's not entitled to, uh, to, to wait and see what might happen or might, might, might progress with the white paper. Um, as uh, we all know, um, white papers, even with a large majority and with the weight of 10 Downing Street behind it, um, won't necessarily have a smooth 
uh, run. And we've all seen press reports, um, uh, including observations from members of the um, sitting members of parliament um, from the Conservative Party, uh, from the rural, uh, from rural uh, areas, uh, expressing very serious concerns uh, about the white paper and what it contains, and uh, the degree to which um, input will be forthcoming, uh, capable of being forthcoming from uh, from communities. And um, the MP for for, Har- for Market Harbour in particular has uh, written some very trenchant uh, criticisms uh, of it. So the extent to which there will be a smooth ride for that white paper after the consultation period is anybody's guess. Uh, But uh, we don't know, for example, even if the white paper does come uh, uh, onto the statute book, what transitional arrangements uh, might apply. There's no mention in the white paper about transitional arrangements. So we don't know about that. But it would be an unusual piece of legislation, I think, which would contain a hard cut-off point and require instant compliance uh, by local local planning authorities with a new regime without an allowance for some form of transition uh, arrangement. So we do have to carry on uh, as if nothing had changed, but anticipate to the extent and to the extent uh, that's prudent, uh, anticipate the uh, changes under the white paper, seek to avoid duplication of work, seek to avoid uh, extra expense unnecessarily being incurred. So it is a, it's a walking on eggshells and a tightrope exercise, if I can mix metaphors, that uh, uh, does confront uh, us as members uh, and, uh, of course, the officers um, uh, in their assistance being provided to us. Councillor Christiani, any further questions or comments? Uh, sorry, if I can... Put on uh, sort of pull together my specific points on agenda item one. So, um, appendix two, the assistant director for planning, Mr. Glenday, um, is assuming significant responsibility in addition to that which I know he already has. Um, I don't know if I can ask uh, Mr. Glenday this question, um, but are you comfortable with that? I know how busy you are, and when you're juggling development management and planning policy, I imagine that's quite a task. Do you feel that that's warranted or do you feel that you could use extra resource? I mean, the obvious answer to that is probably yes, but do you feel in reality um, that the extra resource is warranted? Um, Yeah, no, I'm I'm comfortable with that. I mean, obviously, I've got a a good team with me that will do a significant proportion of that. So, yeah, um, yeah, I mean, obviously... Things need to be reviewed in terms of the project plan, but as things stand at the minute, we're, we're comfortable with, with the resources that we've got and the, the project plan that we've got. Um, my, my last question is on the indicative risk register. Um, when, when do we expect that risk register to be updated and ready for presentation? Will that be at point in the next local plan leadership group? Anyone? <laughs> Sorry, uh, the the risk. The, you mean uh, the the risk analysis on page thirty four? I think. Do you? Uh, there's lots of twos and lots of fives. I can't tell you what page it is. Um, it's a, it's only it's only the shell and core of a risk register, which worried me. But then I read the small print. Um, 
and it relates to identified risks during the process. You'll have to excuse me, I haven't got the specific page. I'm rushing to find it now. Well, uh, perhaps I can uh, say that um, Councillor Storer, as a former planning officer himself, is very um, aware of uh, risk items and the value numbers ascribed to them. Um, So um, perhaps he will ensure that uh, the LPLG is updated as to the state of play by the time uh, it it next meets, uh, which uh, the date hasn't yet been fixed, uh, of course. Just for reference, that's, uh, well, now I can't find the bloody page number, but it's SP6820 uh, on the bottom of that page, and it's in the Uttlesford Project Initiation document. Um, I'd, I'd say we need that pronto on the basis that some of the risks that are um, identified relate to uh, changes in national planning legislation. I think that would be helpful for us as well as the local plan leadership group. Um, Page 42 of the document pack, Councillor Evans. Um, Those are my uh, questions, Chair. Thank you. Do you want to find page 42, Councillor Evans? Sorry, yeah, just a sec. Take your time. It's not easy to do whilst you're online as well. I appreciate that. Uh, yes, uh, I think the peer review group in their uh, report have, um, of course, talked very much about the PID needing to be updated and so on. Um, but um, I don't think we can add to this uh, currently, but um, I will make sure that uh, uh, you have a complete report on this for your next uh, meeting. But I think meanwhile... There will be reference to it made. Um, sorry, I can't say there will be reference to it made. That's a matter for uh, Councillor Storer and, and the RPLG. Uh, but it may be that that will that will be a, a matter of discussion at the next RPLG if it is in advance of this meeting. Just for clarity, it wasn't in relation to um, necessarily adding to the points that are on the register, but merely marking them. I'm, I'm assuming, just having looked down the list, that the likelihood impact and total score for every one of those risks is not going to be the same. So I, I think from looking at it, that it is the kind of shell for what we're going to do moving forward. Um, so it's my question related to when are we going to sort of score those specifically, but it sounds as if uh, we're going to do that quite soon. Uh, yes, and I, and, and I would imagine also that the, the markings will... Well, logically, the markings should change as time evolves and uh, as things become certain or uh, less certain. Um, so uh, I would have thought that that is something which would be an automatic process to be undertaken uh, by the officers, actually, when they're reviewing that document. Thank you, Councillor Evans. Thank you, Councillor Crisioni. I'm acutely aware Councillor Coote, Councillor Accounting, Councillor Stella have been waiting very patiently. If I may, before we move on... Um, Page 20 of the document pack, Councillor Evans, is the impact statement to Agendum 3, which bears some similarities to the points Councillor Crisioni has just been making. 
Um, I find it really quite hard to believe that there will be no implications for sustainability or no ward-specific impacts from the local plan process and implementation. Um, I'm getting the impression, as I think Councillor Crisioni got, that the uh, risk assessment and the impact assessment have perhaps not been as rigorous and robust as we might have anticipated. Sorry, Chairman, you're talking about page 20, did you say? Page 20 of the document pack, which is paragraph yes. of the yes. paper to the agenda item we're now scrutinising. Uh, yes, I mean, the... Well, there are um, a number of uh, col columns there. Um, which particular one had you in mind? Uh, in relation to the last, for example, work workforce and workplace, uh, Mr Glenday has um, indicated that uh, he feels that uh, resources are sufficient uh, and um, uh, in the last year... Sustainability... And ward specific impacts. I mean, surely by definition, the local plan will have ward specific impacts. We might not be able to enumerate them as yet, and they might be hazy in the extreme, but to say there are none um, does, well, stretch credibility a little. I, th I, I think the general point that perhaps Councillor Christiani and I are both trying to make is that we'd expect a little bit more specificity in both impact and risk assessments going forward. Uh, those, are fair, those are very fair points to be made. Um, uh, perhaps if, uh, they, if, they, if the entries in those boxes had said to be advised, that perhaps would have been more, uh, more accurate at this stage. OK, thank you very much. I'm aware people have been waiting, so Councillor Coote, Councillor the Count, Councillor Sell, and then Mr Harborough. Thank you. Thank you, Chair. Um, I'm not going to sort of go into a lot of the detail I had written down because uh, Councillor Scully has covered some of it, but uh, one or two little points that um, I would remind the committee of, I, I mean, unless I misremember, which I do sometimes at my age, um, when we started on the new plan, we talked about what I would call a project chaser, a project manager, um, and to me, uh, the lack of, uh, I suppose, progress is something that worries me. Um, I think that's my first point to Councillor Evans. I don't know what happened to that. I mean, I totally accept that um, uh, Mr Glenday is a very capable officer and will lead us in the best way that he possibly can. But that's, in my view, not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a totally different um, skill set where someone gets alongside and actually makes sure that we, if we say we're going to do something tomorrow, we do it. I go back to one of the earlier points, um, and it's one that uh, Mr Ferguson knows that I'm very keen on under governance, and I will be pushing it again, and that is scrutiny should come before, before we make decisions. We should look through this, and it would have helped, I think, Councillor Evans and Councillor Story if we had have done, because we would have picked up those points we just had before it came out to, to members. So I think it makes the point that I've been making in governance through the last year and a half that scrutiny doesn't work afterwards. It does not work. Uh, it works before. If you look at most, uh, certainly political, uh, 
governance bodies who come through scrutiny, it's before it goes out to members, before it goes out to uh, scrutiny. Really. We should be putting the uh, point uh, very forcibly. But the project manager worries me. Uh, I don't remember us being told it wasn't going to happen. Now, I, I could be wrong. Uh, it could have been said, uh, and I might have missed it. But if I have, I regret it because I would have argued very forcibly against it being dropped. I think that's what we need. Uh, I think our officers have enough to do. Uh, if they haven't, then they better tell Dawn and she'll sort something out for them. But I'm, I say that in jest. But the point I'm making quite strongly is it is a different skill set. Project management is not the kind of thing that I believe that Mr Glenday is uh, employed for. I think uh, there is something that, there that we should be looking at and we should be doing. And we should be pushing from scrutiny tonight uh, to make sure that that happens. One of my, my other worries, I suppose, is the lack of progress. Uh, and it's already been said. I do accept that uh, the white paper that came out, everybody is jumping up and down. But when you get to 72, like I am, you've seen so many white papers who come out. They disappear. They come back. If we wait for the white paper to come out, we'll, we'll certainly not be in the administration because I'll be retired and so will many of you. And I think we must really take the point that we must move forward as quickly and as robustly as we can. Uh, and we must do all the things we said we'd do, which we're not doing. There, there is not enough progress here. Uh, and I'm part of the administration. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, yes, I've been away uh, on a long holiday, but I've come back and, and nothing new is here, and it does worry me. I think also uh, one of the things that we must do from this committee is, is ask the questions before. We must tonight, from this committee, be pushing Councillor Evans to take back, through the officers as well, that we as a scrutiny committee want to scrutinise before it goes out. That's about it, Chair. Thank you. Thank you very much, Councillor Coote. Councillor Evans, your comments and observations? Uh, yes, thank you. Um, in relation to scrutinising uh, before, I think it's not for me um, to express a view as to the workings and the programme of yourselves, uh, but I've uh, heard what you've uh, said and uh, obviously that will be um, reported back upon so far as uh, uh, I, uh, so far as I'm concerned, um, in relation to the uh, pro in relation to project management, indeed, as uh, as you say, Councillor Coote, project management is a very uh, vital um, uh, skill. Um, currently, uh, the uh, Mr. Glenday, of course, is not uh, the project manager. Not never has been expected to be the project manager for the uh, local plan. Uh, currently, the project management. Uh, function and skill set uh, is being provided uh, by uh, Mr Simon Payne. Uh, and uh, the question of project management was in fact uh, discussed by me uh, with him uh, uh, last week together with, um, with Councillor Storer. Uh, and a view was expressed um, at that discussion that project management uh, is not simply a case of recruiting or engaging someone or allocating the function of project management to someone who is going to, um, well, there's, there's, there are several ways of, of putting it in, in, in uh, perhaps less than polite 
terms. Uh, in, uh, it's not a case of just chasing people and making sure that diaries are actually, diary dates are actually being maintained. It's actually slotting everything in uh, in terms of where they where they fit. Um, currently, the idea is that. Uh, Mr. Payne would undertake the project management uh, function, uh, but he is going to be producing a paper uh, for consideration uh, uh, by me and uh, Councillor Stora uh, as to how he sees that particular uh, activity working in practice um, as opposed to engaging somebody simply as a project manager who would simply be a diary type person and checking to see what had been done by whom, uh, when, and chasing individuals up if they hadn't done it. Um, and so that description is something, uh, as, as an example uh, of, of, of uh, a concept which has been talked about already and is not being forgotten at all. Councillor Coote, would you care to come back on any of those points or...? Thank you. Councillor Lecount. Okay. Welcome, everybody. Thank you very much. Uh, and I found it very, very interesting so far. Um, a couple of points that I'd just like to bring to the party, and some of them are going back a little bit, so please forgive me for those. But the first one is um, to Councillor Evans. Um, the last meetings were cancelled. Uh, we accept that happened. We accept the fact is that there was a white paper came out and therefore it was seen by... I, I, I'm going to not use the word the two as many, if you don't mind, because I'm, I'm not sure they're as wise as the I thought they were at the beginning, uh, because they seem to be running the show. Because when they say, uh, we don't think there should be, there, there should be meetings... Uh, then it's all gone through. There's no scrutiny meeting. There's no working group. So that's it. And I've just got fearful that in actual fact, what we're doing is that we are actually just letting the two men, actually the peer group, run the local plan. And I'd like confirmation. Uh, I've got some more questions, please, uh, for Councillor Evans. But I'd like to just answer the question, if this happens once, you know, storms don't happen once. They happen many times, as we see with Laura or Francis and lots of others. So could I just have confirmation from Councillor Evans on that point, please? Um, yes, yeah, certainly, uh, <coughs> uh, Councillor. Um, the peer group are there to advise, be a touchstone and recommend um, we all uh, know what professional advisors are for. Uh, they're not decision making. They're not decision takers. Um, they're there to advise and guide, and it's for us to decide as members and as the administration in particular uh, as to whether or not their advice is accepted um, on the on, on on a number of points. Their advice has not been accepted. Um, for example, in relation to the way in which the LPLG meets, it, uh, their recommendation was to have a smaller number in that group and for it to meet uh, in uh, pri private, generally speaking. Now, those are two uh, significant issues where a critical view was taken 
by us as the administration, and uh, we did not accept that advice. We listened to it. We weighed it in the balance. We considered what our commitments uh, were uh, towards each other and to our residents and decided that that was not correct, not appropriate, and did not fit with what Uttlesford uh, was standing for. So there are instances where we don't accept uh, everything that they tell us uh, and present pre- and, uh, as if it were presented on a, on a plate. And likewise, um, this committee has decided to meet, uh, and likewise the LPLG um, decided to meet. Um, so uh, it, the, the, the position that I would take is we don't accept everything uh, as if we're being spoon-fed. Uh, but we do want, obviously, their advice. That's thank you very thank you very much, Councillor Rivers. I really appreciate that. It's a very good answer, by the way. Um, that's all fine, but you still haven't confirmed to this committee that going forward, that in actual fact, these meetings, these two last meetings, were cancelled by the chief executive and the two men. Uh, there was no confirmation to scrutiny chair, it was, it was part of a meeting that was being cancelled. There was no confirmation to the leader, and I'm not inter- and I personally I'm not interested about excuses when he was not available, etc. Because I ran big companies, and you can still get hold of people at any time or talk to them the following day. So sorry, I can't take that as an excuse. But I would really like confirmation from Councillor Evans that this thing will not happen in the future, that we will not have suddenly meetings being cancelled because two people and the chief executive decide on their own to cancel those meetings. Uh, Yes, I can give that confirmation, and I'm sure that uh, uh, an apology has already been extended uh, to members um, uh, uh, from the uh, chief executive. Um, It was an unfortunate uh, in a hurry uh, arrangement uh, to cancel uh, and uh, 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 with with a benefit of hindsight that shouldn't have happened thank you, thank you very much I've got one, I think I've got a couple more really, uh, the first one is about project manager um, I've been involved in project management for God knows since God was a little boy uh, now the most important thing of all is that project management is a skill set. And normally when you do get a project manager, um, you normally get somebody that's independent. So that's outside of UDC. And I would like, and I thought that we were going to have somebody that was going to be an independent project manager looking at the progress. Now, we're not talking, forgive me, I know you a bit, tweet by saying diaries and things, John, but that's fine. Uh, Not diaries. No, I'm talking about serious milestones, you know. And I think a project manager should be employed. He should be independent. And I'm sorry, as much as I've got the utmost respect for for Mr. Payne and the officers, and I I, I like what uh, Councillor Sell said, working with officers. You know, I've been in here for three years and I I think all the officers know that I work with them. So I'm not an anti-officer person. I I work with officers. But to give Mr. Payne a job 
that was involved in the last time we actually had a local plan, I find not the right way forward. I think it should be an independent person, not a UDC person that's able to look in and give us a good proportion of where we're going and what milestones we are achieving. So if anybody likes to pick that up, I'd really love to hear. I will just pick up one point. Obviously, a project manager can be a woman as well. Thank you, Arthur. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. A person, I should have said. Chair, can I add to that? So um, if I can ask Richard uh, on, on this particular point, am I, am I right in saying that in Councillor Coote's governance review group, we, we have someone that is effectively employed on the basis that she will focus on that specific task? And you really have to forgive me. I think her name is Lucinda. Um, and effectively, she is tasked with looking at the work of that committee. Um, can we have something similar in place for the local plan, sort of an outsider but an insider? Uh, to sort of reach a middle ground, as it were, for a project manager. So I think I'm not really the person to ask that question to, to be honest, Nasser, because she only, uh, Ben has his hand on oh, oh, in, that, in that group, so... Um, oh, sorry. No, that's OK. Sure, someone can. <laughs> is, Chair, if I may, um, just to say, Lucinda is employed, um, or was employed, to help out with the governance review working group, but she did have many other... Um, sideline. She wasn't purely employed for, for the sake of the working group. She was using her solicitor skills elsewhere too. Thank you very much indeed, Mr Ferguson. Um, I think the general point that's being made here, Councillor Evans, is that the committee is unimpressed with the arrangements being made both to progress matters in terms of management and governance and in the actual achievements to date. Um, I think that's quite a strong charge sheet and um, I think I want to give you every opportunity to respond to the points made by Councillor LeCount, Councillor Crisioni and Councillor Coote as eloquently as they are. Just for the record, there's no question of criticism of officers here. There does seem to be robust and direct criticism of the administration here. And so, you know, please, you have the floor to um, rebut or refute as you so choose. Well, I can only uh, repeat um, what I've already said. I don't think that there's anything more that could have been done by the administration in terms of uh, progressing matters uh, beyond that which they have already been progressed. Uh, as I very politely, I think, uh, said, that in uh, the respect of some of the documents which are before you uh, in your pack matters are actually within the hands of the LPLG. So that is not, of course, a matter for the administration. Uh, and there are documents which need to be advanced and progressed. Some can't be attended to because of the changes uh, arising potentially from the uh, white, white paper. Uh, we are going to be all, all of us, all 39 of us, being briefed on, on, on that uh, on the 8th of September uh, and otherwise, uh, the progress is in the hands of the LPLG and not particularly of the administration. So I think that I have been um, uh, uh, clear on, 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 on that. Uh, Let's be brutally clear here, Councillor Evans. You've had representatives of every political grouping that's represented on this committee all saying exactly the same thing. Now, 
the decision making within the local plan process, I refer back to the document or the plan on page, sorry, the, um, what's the word? The graphic on page 39. Decision making rests in three sets of groupings and three groupings alone. Full council on substantive matters, the cabinet and the project sponsors. So I think it's a little disingenuous to try and pin responsibility on the local plan leadership group. Um, it's quite clear that the existence of the white paper is perhaps being used as a get out of jail free card to say, oh, well, we can't make any progress on this. And as Councillor Criscioni put it very eloquently, and as did uh, Councillor Coote, we have no idea of the extent to which the white paper will progress in its current vein. It may be subject to you know, complete revision once it becomes into Parliament and even before then. And so to say that we can't make progress on various matters because we don't know what the white paper will say is merely an excuse to waste time. Uh, no, I'm... I'm not using it as an excuse, uh, Chairman. What I'm seeking to explain is that the documents which are needed in order to set progress and to advance matters are to be reviewed by the LPLG, uh, but they need to be modified to take into account the potential for change arising out of the white paper so that there is uh, assurance uh, that both the current regime and what might emerge in the future uh, are both catered for. And that is surely a reasonable and proper thing to uh, undertake. Uh, it's not a case of dragging heels or, say, or saying, well, we're not ready to uh, advance it because we choose not to. We're saying uh, that uh, the LPLG needs the opportunity of plugging into its work the current state of uh, requirements and the potential requirements which might arise out of the white paper. That is surely a reasonable thing uh, to uh, have uh, under, to be undertaken. Um, uh, not to be used, and I'm certainly not seeking to use the white paper, and I don't think anything I've said this evening uh, should uh, fairly be seen uh, as relying on the white paper by way of excuse-making uh, at all. Um, it's simply a case of, I think, understanding that that is throwing an unforeseen spanner in the works, which we have to uh, cater for. Um, so uh, I, I think um, uh, the criticism is not, I'm sure, intended um, because of uh, the way that I've described it. Thank you very much for the clarification, Councillor Evans. Councillor Sell Strictly is next, but I'm acutely aware that Mr. Harborough um, has expertise in these matters and has been waiting to speak as well. Please forgive me, Councillor Sell, you have not been forgotten. We will get to you. Mr. Harborough. Yes, thank you, Chairman. Uh, so, uh, I fully accept members' points about project management needing to be a proactive process. It needs to map the way ahead. It needs to set key milestones which we then need to achieve in so far as we can, subject to external circumstances. We do have an external resource in Simon Pay. He is external to the council, although he's been around a while. Um, but his, uh, his role now is focused on project management and he hasn't, um, he's not picking up any other uh, aspects of, of, of the work. 
So he has that focus now on project management, mapping that course ahead and um, identifying all of the, the various steps that need to be followed to achieve that, that, that route. We have to, in setting that route, we have to take into account the government policy that has recently uh, um, announced. We obviously understand that there are some uncertainties around that policy. It isn't that it purports to be a white paper. There are aspects of a green paper around it because the parts of it are, are subject to pub public consultation and uh, points that members have made. Uh, it is subject to parliamentary process to implement the, the white paper reforms would require changes to primary legislation. And obviously there's, there's some uncertainty about whether or not uh, whatever the cabinet, uh, Secretary of State or um, local government uh, sets out in his proposals, he's still got to carry that through the House, of course, and there will be undoubtedly some challenge around that. Um, but, you know, that, that's all part of risk management, identifying the, the, those potential um, issues which will arise and at what points in the process, what can we do um, that uh, enables us, us to move forward as we, we need to do in accordance with our statutory duty to prepare a local plan. That's not changed. It's the way that the local plan needs to be prepared, which is subject to proposals for change. So um, that, that's, that's the challenge that we face. And we're certainly, as has been suggested tonight, putting everything on a pause. No, we're not doing that. We're charting that course and working out what we can do, which is relevant both to the current plan preparation process, but also uh, would fit in with, with the reform process exactly as Councillor Evans has, has, uh, has said. Um, so uh, that, that, that's the principal point that I wanted to make. Thank you. Thank you yeah. very much, Mr. Harvard. Chair, yeah. can I just uh, um, make uh, the point again, what I asked was about where Mr. Payne came from and um, Mr. Harbour has said that he is external. The point I would go back to is that that position should have come to this committee because certainly I would have had something to say about that. We, I don't believe that Mr Payne has the right credentials for doing that. I'll say it straight out. I would need to see them and this committee needs to see them. I don't need Mr Harbour to assure me that he's okay. I need to see what, it, what he acts and that's what my job is sitting on this committee to have a look at what the officers can and can't do. I'm not saying he can't but it would have been the right way round to have come to this committee first and told us that Mr Payne was being uh, asked to do that. And I'd ask Councillor Evans where that decision was taken that we were going to accept uh, Mr Payne as the project manager, because I haven't heard it. It hasn't come through me. I haven't been told about it. The first I've heard of it is tonight from Mr Harborough, who says that it was obviously decided by someone. I'd like to know who. And I'd like to know why we weren't consulted about it. We were told, because of the mess of the last... Uh, local plan that this was going to be new. This was going to be done by new people. It was going to be seen to be right and proper. I find tonight uh, the contribution of Mr Harborough um, hasn't helped me at all. And as far as I'm concerned, Councillor Evans, 
I wanted to be in a place where we were going to employ someone new. I don't think that uh, the last two failed local plans speak very well of uh, using other people who have been there before. We need a new plan. We need a new way of going forward. And I was hoping that would happen. So through you, Chair, thank you. Um, just to be clear, Councillor Coote, um, you're not making a criticism of Mr Payne in any respect. You're making a criticism of the process and the approach that has been uh, taken. Absolutely. Governments. Thank you for that. Um, Councillor Evans, before you come back on those points, um, thank you very much indeed, Mr Harborough, for his contribution. But I am very much aware that Councillor Sell has been waiting. Councillor Driscoll has joined us. Councillor Driscoll has had a previous uh, requirement to attend a parish council. And so I'm very welcome, uh, very pleased that he has uh, managed to fulfil those duties and join us. We're on Agenda 3, uh, Councillor Driscoll, and we're having a very vigorous debate on the progress and governance of the local plan process to date. Councillor Fell. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I think there's been a degree of consensus tonight, and I, I believe that I'm a member of Sandton Parish Council. We embarked on a programme the last few years to build a new library and new council offices. And if we'd started all over again, what we would have done is have a project manager. It would have made a lot of difference, saved a lot of problems. So it's good to know that we have got a person. What I don't know, and I'm a bit like Councillor Coote, I don't know whether Mr Payne, yes, I know he's external to the council, but I think Councillor Count said about being independent. And if you've been working with an organisation for some time, how sufficiently independent are you? And just a couple of other points, if I may. Yes, I'm disappointed with the lack of progress to date. And I just go back to first principles, is that whilst the plan carries on, we, across the district, are faced with speculative planning applications. Here in Stansted, we've got one coming in for 170 houses, and I'm sure there will be many others throughout the district. So the longer we go without the plan, the more defenseless we are. And I, I think there needs to be a degree of transparency. Also, I suppose I'm a bit disappointed tonight. We've been, we've been quite rightly robust in the scrutiny, but I'm disappointed in that we've had to be because the local plan is so important, so important that we get it right. We cannot afford a third go at this local plan to be knocked back because central government, I think, will just intervene. So those are my views. And there's a question mark to say about the importance of having an independent view from someone, an outsider, I think it was referred to, who can say, look, why is this not being hit? Why is this target not being hit? Yep. Thank you, Councillor Sell. Councillor Evans, over to you. You are getting a very consistent story from uh, all members, members of your own party, members of other parties. 
Uh, well, thank you, Chairman. I, 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 don't, I don't feel that it's a case of, um, of being hit upon, as it were, if that's um, not even the correct verb to use, probably. But um, I have sought to explain that uh, there is not uh, dragging of the feet. There isn't time being wasted. We're not actually having uh, slippage. I, I, like all of us, am most concerned about the fact we don't have a plan, that this plan goes, that our current plan uh, goes back to 2005. We're all we're all appalled at the state of affairs that uh, faces us in that in that respect. Uh, but the failure of the two previous plans uh, is not something to be um, not a sin, as it were, to be visited upon uh, this generation. Let alone the core of uh, members uh, currently um, representing the residents of uh, Uttlesford. Uh, that's not to say that we should be uh, complacent. On the co- on the contrary, we should be ambitious and we should be determined to secure the best possible plan that we can. Uh, but realistically, to deal with Councillor Sell's point, it's not going to happen overnight. And unfortunately, we will have these um, adventitious uh, applications made by land promoters and, uh, and, and, and developers while we don't have a plan, while we don't have a five-year supply. Um, at least if we could get back up over a three-year supply, uh, those um, parishes where there is a neighbourhood plan in place at least would have some degree of protection. Uh, but as uh, some of us uh, might have been following, uh, there are... Um, Appeals coming out, uh, not uh, uh, not only in, in in our district, but coming out of uh, other uh, areas. Uh, there was one in Tiptree just very recently, uh, where landscape was given um, a big uh, thumbs up in relation to uh, a bluer uh, development, which got um, refused uh, on appeal. Uh, matters of uh, uh, landscape and his and uh, heritage are things which inspectors are required under the NPPF 2019 all the more to take into account. Um, But it is frustrating that we don't uh, have anything uh, presently in place and it's not something that uh, anyone wants and our residents certainly don't want it. Um, So uh, that's perhaps all I can say in relation to Councillor Sell's very valid uh, uh, concerns. Councillor Sell, do you wish to come back on those points? We, we can't hear you, Councillor, so you're, you're still muted. Uh, yeah, uh, no, I don't want to come back. Thank you, for Councillor Evans, for his points. And I hope that he will take on board uh, the views of the committee tonight. Um, Councillor Christiani and then Councillor Jones. And then, unless uh, members uh, are strongly to the contrary, I'm going to bring discussion on this particular agenda item uh, to a conclusion as we have... Uh, some substantive documentation to look at on the next agenda item. Councillor Christiani. Yes, uh, I, I forgot that I'd actually had my hand up, but in putting it up, I have got a question. I just can't understand whether it's uh, one for the second agenda item. So maybe if I can kick things off and hope that it's in the second one. <laughs> um, well, sir, you've got the floor, so I need it. Who has been uh, looking in detail at the identified groups um, that we are going to consult. I mean, I understand that there's obviously a list of statutory consultees that we have, um, environment agency and so on. Um, 
but just had a had a look down the list at sort of other consultees. I mean, you you could have everyone and their family if you thought about it really, and everyone would end up on the list and wouldn't be very practical. But I've identified that there are three I could think of that could go on there. Um, is that something that the local plan leadership group is doing? Are they suggesting other consultees, uh, members of this committee, and maybe members of the council, um, sort of within their uh, rights and observations, to suggest some? Uh, I, uh, thank you, thank you, Councillor Chris Journey. Uh, I, in fact, uh, also had some additions to suggest to um, Mrs Nicholas, who prepared uh, that particular list, I think, uh, and uh, those of us who have any uh, particular knowledge of other bodies who might um, uh, be consulted. And uh, I know that uh, the ecological people with ecological interests might uh, certainly have uh, particular ideas to add to that list. Uh, I do know that. So uh, I wouldn't say the more the merrier, but... The, the, the wider and the more informed representations we are able to obtain, uh, the better. It, of course, does lead to greater participation and uh, valuable, uh, valuable input. Councillor Jones? Thank you, Chair. Um, I think uh, Councillor Evans will be uh, happy that this is an observation and not actually a question. Um, I've uh, listened very intently, actually, to what people have been saying, and I do agree with the project management side. I'm not sure whether it's the right time to appoint a project manager when, we, when they're trying to formulate the, the start of the documentation. I do agree maybe the process could have been a bit quicker and we could be a little bit further on. Um, however, that's the perfect world, and we have to live in the world that we are actually currently in and have experienced for the last six to eight months. Um, but I'd like to just leave it with an observation, and because... There's been some very, very good comments about the amount of work the officers have done, also uh, various councillors have done. Uh, and I would like to leave with this. That the report that we are discussing as item three on this agenda concludes that a good start has been made in laying the foundations. And without strong foundations, everything collapses. For an effective local plan making programme and the external review team support that judgment. This is not in favour or against what's been said in reports. I have to be... Um, and across the uh, down the line because I'm on scrutiny, but I think you know praise is due where praise is due, and a lot of hard work has gone in by all sides of the fence. And I think when we talk about officers and members, we should just talk about the council as a corporate body. We are can't operate with one or the other acting solely on their own. So thank you very much to all the officers present, and uh, it was nice to hear all the answers. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed, Councillor Jones. Um, Councillor Evans, I'm going to give you the opportunity to have the last um, comments and remarks on this matter. Uh, I think you've probably got a very strong sense of the general views of the meeting. Um, scrutiny is a critical friend of the administration, and I, I suspect we rather err towards the critical this evening. Um, I think we're all acutely aware of the challenges you face and of the difficulties you face, not made any easier by the sort of policy uncertainty brought forward by the White Paper. But I think it's probably fair to say that the very clear view of this committee is that we expect greater specificity. We expect that those matters that can be progressed should be progressed. And whilst we accept that some matters perhaps need to be reflected on and paused pending the white paper. 
um, there should be a certain degree of scepticism as to matters which will finally end up in primary legislation. I, I hope you found the comments that have been made are of value and I hand over to you for your final reflections and comments. Uh, thank you, Chairman. Uh, certainly um, the comments are um, uh, heard and accepted in the um, in the spirit which you just described, uh, and uh, I don't have cloth ears. Um, it was a criticism which I had uh, of the previous um, planning policy working group as a representative to it, that I sensed that they, that they did have cloth ears. Uh, this administration does not have cloth ears, uh, and we will be listening to uh, your uh, constructive uh, input. Thank you very much. Um, uh, it is for us to demonstrate uh, and overcome your cons the, the concerns which you have described. I think in fairness, I have actually overcome some of them. Uh, you described them as still persisting, but I think that that might be perhaps not terribly fair. Um, but in relation, for example, to the project manage, manage, manager point, I've got uh, the points uh, made by uh, several of you uh, on board. Uh, and as I said, this was actually a subject of... Uh, discussion uh, this last very week um, with Mr. Payne, uh, and uh, I did ask him to prepare uh, a detailed description as to how he foresaw uh, a function of project management working, uh, so that that could be further considered. Um, and your views uh, this evening uh, will also be taken into account when that is uh, when that is reviewed. Uh, but I, I think probably uh, I've said enough uh, by way of um, not defensive reply, but uh, uh, accepting your invitation, Chairman, to respond. Thank you very much indeed. I can see Councillor LeCount put his hand up. So, uh, Councillor LeCount, before we come to the end of this item. It's just a quickie. Could we take a five? Uh, funnily enough, I was just going to suggest we actually had ten minutes uh, break um, and... Yeah. If members are content, we will reconvene at 8.38 uh, for the next and final item on the agenda. Um, ben, if you would be so kind as to suspend the broadcast and we'll come back at 8.38. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. 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 Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned.
Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned.
Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned.
Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, welcome back to the 1st of September meeting of Scrutiny Committee focusing on local plan issues. Uh, we will now be considering agenda item four, reports presented to the local plan leadership group. Um, before I open this matter to Councillor Evans to introduce it as he thinks fit and to members of the committee for comment, um, I think there's probably worth making the point as has been made in the paper, paragraph nine, let me read it out. As a general point, the scrutiny committee should primarily concern itself with ensuring the process for the new local plan is robust and proceeding at an appropriate pace. It should avoid the risk of duplicating the policy development role of the local plan leadership group. Very sage and sound advice. Councillor Evans, over to you. Uh, thank you, Chairman. Yes, uh, that particular um, sentence is um, is flipped in my copy on ModGov as well. Um, uh, in relation to this suite of documents uh, which uh, had been put together for the LPLG, uh, they would by now, I think, have been the subject of uh, detailed commentary uh, and a report on them uh, come before you except for the uh, white, white paper. Uh, and so I, I'm not uh, labouring that point, uh, except to make uh, the general uh, point that these are documents for the LPLG uh, to consider. They have been prepared by the officers and not by the administration as such. Uh, and uh, I think our documents which require a positive or, or a constructive or um, a critical response uh, from the LPLG, uh, but currently we've, we've, we're not in a position to have that. Um, as Councillor Christiani has mentioned already, there are um, items in here which are to be uh, discussed and debated and added to, um, but I'm, I'm not sure uh, that I'm in a position really to take you uh, very much further through them, really, because they are documents for the LPLG to consider, to, to uh, 
uh, consult within within that body uh, and then come back to the administration uh, on them. Uh, so I'm not sure really that uh, I'm in a position to um, say very much more than that uh, to you this evening. Well, I think that's a perfectly defensible position, Councillor Evans. So let me throw the matter open to members as to whether they regard these documents as providing comfort and uh, confirmation that the local plan is robust and proceeding at an appropriate pace, or whether they think there are errors, omissions, or uh, other concerns. Anybody wish to pass comment or observation? Councillor Cristiani. Risk it sounding like a sort of broken down record here. Um, and keep coming back to speak to the committee. But yes, I think on the face of it, these four documents, and I, I kind of see the project initiation document as something a bit separate to the other three, but the, the four documents, in theory, are very good at showing in detail our commitment to delivering a local plan as a council. Um, however, in practice, we're finding already that the project initiation document doesn't marry up with our current progress and so if I sort of step back and say, well, if I can't look specifically at the formation of policy because I'm not a member of this local plan leadership group, I can, as a scrutiny committee member, ask, what are the plans to keep this an up-to-date document? How often will it be reported to the local plan leadership group? Um, because I, I think we're at risk of getting so bogged down in the details. And again, going back, this might be where a project manager steps in. Um of losing sight of the sort of nuts and bolts and also of the strategic overview of, of where we're going. So um, how often do we intend to sort of refer back to these documents or how often does the local plan leadership group refer um, back to these documents? Um, or at least the project initiation document. As I say, I think the other three are kind of a separate issue. Councillor Evans. Well, as a general proposition, I think that documents such as this, uh, the PID, should be a living uh, should be a living document and not uh, merely a uh, tick the box um, milestone um, uh, uh, tablet from the, the top of the mountain. Uh, I think that um, it does have a very very important essential role and i know that councillor christiani uh, has actually uh, at the meeting at our meet, at your meeting in july uh, referred to it um and at that time uh, i uh, rather optimistically not knowing that the white paper was going to be coming out uh, anticipated that this would be before you at, um, at, in your september meeting actually i think i said that um, but as a, as a living document, I think that it does need to be looked at from time to time and kept up to date and uh, modified and, and uh, if possible, improved upon. Um, so uh, I think that uh, that's probably um, uh, a, a, a something positive to aim for. If I can come back, I mean, there are, I think, are probably a couple of members of the investment board here. And I think one of the good things that come out of the investment board of late is being able to make decisions on the basis of uh, what's in front of you, but also with that overarching goal, overarching process in mind. And that's something I think we've really done quite well. Um, so I think it's going to be on the local plan leadership group to have that same ability. 
and to make sure that whilst they're getting bogged down in the documentation that comes forward, they're also keeping a check on the time, keeping a check on resourcing, on the budget, um, so so that we are getting that strategic view um, as well as the kind of view on the nitty gritty. Um, that's something that I think many organisations sort of fail to do. I think we've got an excellent sort of framework and foundation not to do that in the documentation that's here. Um, but it's obviously, as uh, I think Councillor Evans said before, proofs in the pudding. And um, that's something that hopefully we can try and do to the best of our abilities. Well, I, I, I absolutely endorse what you've just said. Um, but going back to my comment earlier, while it is not for me to uh, ex uh, express a view on this, but... Um, would the LPLG consider, for example, it's appropriate to have um, individuals who might be more interested in one particular topic or something additional to um, contribute, um, given the time availability and so on? Um, that's not a matter for me at all, but uh, I just mentioned it, uh, picking up your point, really, Councillor Christiani, as you're on that body. Can I ask, uh, I, I'm not on the local plan uh, leadership group, um, but... So can I ask, I mean, in, in the documentation that we've actually spoken about in the previous agenda item, the local plan leadership group is identified formally as a working group of cabinet. So therefore, it would have a responsible cabinet member, I'm assuming. Um, is, is that only for the purpose of formality? And we are treating the local plan leadership group as some sort of separate entity, um, which reports to cabinet without that cabinet member scrutiny? Because I, I, I'd be worried from the perspective of this committee, that we're saying all of these things. It's like I said at the start of the meeting, you know, you have a look at all these documents, well, what's the point if no one's listening? I know you're listening, Councillor Evans, but some of these points, the one I've just made, for instance, I think would be perfectly valid for the uh, for the local plan leadership group to take into account. Um, and I seem to remember now in saying that, that actually Councillor Storer is going to be in this meeting in an observation uh, capacity. Um, is that true? And are we going to sort of formalise that as much as we possibly can? Because I think that um, you as the cabinet member need to be here, but I also think that um, representatives should at least be listening in uh, in their role on the local plan leadership group. Uh, Councillor Storer will be in attendance to answer questions because um, it's right and proper that we can hold him to account on behalf of the council as a whole. I'll leave the other matters to Councillor Evans to respond. Um, <clears throat> yes, the, the LPRG uh, is a uh, working group of, of the Cabinet uh, and so is independent of the administration in that respect, which is why uh, I am not uh, a serving member uh, upon it. Uh, so I think the answer to your question is affirmative, actually, Councillor Christiani. Uh, forgive me interrupting, but... I. I know I've bored members with this a number of times already, but that um, graphic on page 39 of the document pack, which lays out the chain of information, accountability, consultation and the rights of decision making is very, very important. And I'm not sure that that is being lived as opposed to paid homage to in words at the moment. And we need to be very, very clear as a scrutiny committee that we hold to account the uh, published mechanisms for the management, governance and delivery of this local plan 
and I'm acutely aware that this is a point that Councillor Coote has made repeatedly and uh, very clearly on a number of occasions. And I'm not sure it's anything other than motherhood and apple pie for me to repeat that, but I'm sure Councillor Evans will take those points away. Yes, thank you, uh, Chairman. And uh, you asked me at the outset, was I satisfied uh, that uh, uh, matters were being uh, lived up to? Uh, you didn't put it in that exact way. But um, uh, I think that uh, when I come back before you next, perhaps I'll uh, have the opportunity of giving you some chapter and verse as to how I see that it is actually working in practice uh, and hopefully then be able to demonstrate to you that that is more than simply a piece of paper with uh, coloured boxes on it uh, and that it is actually being lived and applied. Thank you ever so much. Much appreciated. Councillor Driscoll. Yes, thank you, Chair. Um, mine's a, a simple thing, really. It goes to page 46 and its other consultees. Um, I was quite interested to read the list and I'm glad to see that camera there. I mean... The planning of a, a new area has to include beer, I suppose. But when we move down to the Fs, you have the Freight Transport Association. They no longer exist. They are now called Logistics UK. They changed their name. So maybe Mr Evans might like to take a look at that or whoever offered the um, the list. But the question I've got, quite simply, is why are Artemisford Consulting Transport for London? <coughs> uh, to answer your um, very knowledgeable uh, point, thank you for that. And that perhaps gives a very good uh, example of where special knowledge on the part of our members uh, is uh, very uh, useful and uh, very very welcome, um, uh, knowing that you have uh, a great uh, background in, in uh, road haulage and transport. Thank you. Um, as to why Transport for London, London are consulted, I can't give you um, a specific answer on that. Certainly, um, a number of uh, transport bodies are statutory consultees, it wouldn't have um, struck me that they were, that Transport for London was statutory consultees, but whether um, because the end of the M11 and its um, extensions um, run into London, uh, I don't I don't know. Uh, but uh, uh, I would have thought that uh, the wider the consultation process, the better if consultees do not consider that they are likely to be interested or, or troubled or affected by or have any contribution to make to uh, these things, then they're pretty quick to reply to that effect. Um, but I, I would have thought that uh, uh, the wider the consultation, uh, the better, uh, actually. Councillor Driscoll, any supplementary points? Yeah, no, that's fine. Thank you very much, Chair. Pleasure. Councillor Self. Yes, thank you. I agree that people who've got particular expertise could be appointed to the local plan leadership uh, committee 
and they may just want to be there for one particular area of the local plan, um, but their expertise would be helpful to the committee, whether it be education or anything else. I think what I'd like to see is that at our meetings in the future, we have Councillor Store, Councillor Evans as tonight, so we are working together with the local plan and we are, if you like, feeding off each other in terms of coming up with the best way forward for the local plan. Councillor Evans? Uh, certainly it's a collaborative process and as I've said um, before, I, I didn't feel under the previous administration and under the previous working arrangements of the PPWG that uh, I didn't personally feel that that was the case. Um, and again, speaking personally, I would hope that the arrangements that we collectively, you, uh, the administration and the uh, LG, uh, actually do a better job than uh, than last time. So what you've just said, Councillor Sell, I think is a very um, good way of describing it and something to uh, aspire to. So thank you for that. Thank you, Councillor Evans. Does anybody have any points of detail or points of principle on the documents, or can we uh, note them and accept them as read? I'm detecting general assent to that matter. Um, if that is the case, then we have concluded this evening's business. Am I correct in that, then? We have, Chair, although Councillor Cristioni has just popped his hand up. Um, so I'm just looking at the state and the community involvement. I mean, I spend quite a lot of my time looking at these in my professional life. Um, and I, ha I have to say it's an excellent document. And so well done for that. And I've done a lot of criticising this evening, but that's uh, a, a real sort of credit to the, the work that goes on here. Um, I noticed there's only sort of one or two very minor changes to the planning application section. Um, should we use this uh, as a bit of an excuse to to change the way or to, to change our expectations of um, planning applications moving forward in terms of digital consultation? Or is that something to come at a later date? And then I'd also contend that if the local <laughs> plan leadership groups looking at this document, they need to be aware that not all of it relates to the local plan, some of it relates to issues outside of that. I, I, I'm tempted to suggest that that's probably a point of detail we should leave to officers, but your point is well made. Mr Glenday, would you accord with that or uh, am I entirely in the wrong? No, no, that's, that's, a, that's a fair point. Yeah, I mean, we can have another look at that to update it. Certainly in terms of the white paper, obviously more of a focus on electronic communication, etc. So, yeah, perfect fine. We'll, we'll, we'll pick that up and probably run that past the planning committee working group as well. So that's a way forward with that. Yeah, so thanks for that. Uh, Councillor Evans. Uh, sorry, I was just going to conclude by, um, by saying... Um, thank you to Councillor Cristiani for those words in relation to the work that's been undertaken by the officers represented by that suite of documents before you. A number of officers were involved uh, in that exercise, so it's not all been uh, the work product of uh, one 
uh, one brain. It has been a collaborative exercise on their part, but I'm sure they'll be very pleased to hear uh, those uh, words of commend- commendation. Um, but perhaps I might just uh, mention in, in conclusion that um, Mr. Miles uh, is, is here. I think he was asked to be uh, available um, should, uh, the, should you, uh, uh, Chairman and members of the committee, uh, want him to speak to matters concerning um, the other consultation which is being made by uh, the government, which requires a response by the 1st of October. Um, so I just uh, perhaps take the opportunity of reminding, reminding you that uh, he, is, he is here and is available, should you so require, Chairman. That's very kind. There were a number of questions about housing numbers which were brought up after the local plan leadership group. I suspect subsequent com- um, correspondence may have... Um, answered those. Are there any questions for Mr. Miles, as I wouldn't wish him to feel that his time has been wasted um, sitting in this, um, no doubt, utterly fascinating meeting for him? Councillor Kent, any questions or observations? No, Councillor Stirl? No? Well, um, Suffice to say that uh, matters have moved on, uh, Mr. Miles, so thank you very much indeed for coming, and I'm sure you'll be grateful not to be uh, quizzed and put on the spot. Um, Can I thank Councillor Evans for uh, his patience and understanding in attending this evening? We have to put it in the vernacular, give me quite a hard time. Um, the administration is to be praised for the fact that they have decided to bring matters to scrutiny early so that we're in a position to give you a hard time. And that is a self-inflicted burden and one which uh, reflects well on the administration and indeed on you personally. And I suspect some of the um, concerns and scepticism you face this evening is also a reflection of experiences in the past in dealing with groups like the Planning Policy Working Group. But thank you for your patience and uh, frankness in answering our questions. I can see Councillor LeCount has his hand up, so Councillor LeCount. Unmute, that's me. I would just like to say that um, I've sat on the scrutiny committee for more than three and a half years and I think I speak for most people tonight, it's been the most, it's been the best I've ever sat on and the most constructive. Um, it's really been excellent as a scrutiny meeting. And I thank you, Chair, for your good chairmanship, uh, if I may say. Thank you. I think that's a high to go out on. So um, unless anybody has any further questions or comments, I'm going to call the meeting to an end and thank everybody, particularly Mr. Miles, for their uh, attendance and uh, good grace. Thank you very much indeed. Good night.